Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Weissman from the Raleigh News and Observer, joined as always by Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, it's good to see you back on here, of course. And it was good to see you in person the other night at Camden Indoor Stadium. We were both in there to watch Duke play Louisville. Hope you had a good trip to Durham. I, I did. I did. Uh, other than um, I walked to the game and about 0.2 miles away from the gym, it just started pouring out, raining all hard. And I couldn't even run the 0.2 miles because I'm like I'm already soaked anyway. So that was the only bad part because I was wet and couldn't even dry off, and, and I was cramped up in the behind the the, the bench. So it was yeah, it was all bad in that aspect. But we got the win, so I was good, you know, grateful for that. <laughs> you could uh, camera gets so warm. I guess you dry kind of quickly once you get in there. But yeah, it's no fun to be a couple. Of, <laughs> have a couple of soakers on your feet as you're walking in there. Man. Right, right, right. <laughs> but good on you for getting the exercise and not taking the Uber and just walking, man. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. awesome. That's what, that's what I said, too. And I'm like, oh, pat myself on the back, and then all of a sudden I get rewarded with yeah, like, like a Gatorade rain shower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, you do something good, you get something bad. That shouldn't be. That's not the way the universe is supposed to work. But anyway, right. Um, right. we are uh, – uh, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, – the uh, the win over Louisville, a big win for the Blue Devils, of course. Expected, of course, but you still got to get it done. And they uh, took care of business that game. It wasn't much drama, which is what you want to see. Uh, Flip, Flip was back. Filipowski was back playing. We'll discuss that some. And uh, and Caleb Foster was not playing. We're going to discuss that too because that's a that's kind of a big deal. He's going to be out for a little while. It looks like, unfortunately, uh, with a foot injury. So um, we will get into that in today's episode. Look forward to Saturday's game with Virginia as the Blue Devils have three uh, regular season ACC games left. And that uh, game with Virginia is going to be a big one as they get down here try to try to catch Carolina and win the ACC regular season. So uh, that'll be all on today's episode of the Believe in Duke podcast. And uh, Sheldon, wants to tell us about our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team and remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts here. Yeah, appreciate Bet Online being our sponsor on the podcast for a long time. They've been a great support, great supporter of us, and we do appreciate them. Um, yeah, so the Blue Devils won uh over Louisville, 84 to 59. A nice 25 point <clears throat> win there. Um uh right at the end, Spencer Hubbard got a three-pointer, the walk-on. He's not a walk-on anymore, they put him on scholarship. A little Spencer Hubbard stands about five foot six, and he tossed in that three pointer at the end. The place went crazy. The bench it went, went crazy. 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 It was a yeah. fun moment, wasn't it? It was pretty it, cool. <laughs> it definitely was. Definitely was. I was like, when it, when it happened, I, I knew it was kind of a big deal, but I didn't know the aspect that you know he just became a full scholarship player, yeah. and then having a big moment like that. So 
it was extra special like that. So I didn't know the backstory until afterwards. But yeah, how Cameron just erupted. I'm like, what? what what's going on? Yeah. And then, uh, it was a special <laughs> moment. Yeah. Really fun moment after what had been, let's face it, kind of a stressful week, right? With, with the flip injury and not knowing if Foster was going to play. And uh, that was Foster got hurt during the game. Flip got hurt after. Flip was fine as it turned out. Thank God. Uh, he kind of, you know, banged knees with that guy, and that is painful, but uh, he was able to get going on Tuesday in practice, and he played 27 minutes against Louisville, so um, that was a really good sign uh, to get that going. And I, I, you know, I starting off with Spencer Hubbard as the headline. Obviously, you know, a lot more things happen, but I, I want to highlight that fun moment. It was kind of cool. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, you know, his, his three-pointer uh, went in, and uh, that made Duke – uh, 50, 50% from three point for the game. They were 11 out of 22. Mm-hmm. Um, another good three point shooting t- uh, game, you know, they with the little stretch Remember, they didn't make very many and then, right, right. and then, uh, got it going again now. So this is the strength of this team, even without foster, uh, they still have a lot of good three point shooters. And, um, I just like the way they, uh, uh, they connected very well, 23 assists in that game, which is the most they've had against any ACC opponent this year. So, from your point of view, uh, sitting behind the bench there, a little cramped, a little wet, I know, but uh, what did you yeah, think of what yeah. you saw mm-hmm. from the Blue Devils in that game? Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of going through the first half, it was kind of a, a little bit of a slower first half. And you see, like, you know, Duke was up four to five points and then holding a small lead throughout the, the first quarter, I'm sorry, first half. And you just waiting for that moment where it's going to kind of break away. And that's something that I was waiting on. And uh, that aspect, it was kind of kind of slow, but – the fact that, you know, Sean Stewart came out, first one off the bench, and he saw he got, he got a dunk right away. And then uh, I want to say it was another dunk uh, shortly after. He saw that spark he came in and brought in. So for me to see it live, you know, it's one thing seen on TV, but kind of seeing it live, you know, he's a, he's a pogo stick. A yeah. pogo stick. Like, you know, literally, he, the first one, he jumped and his head was by the rim. Just it was a regular, you know, catching dunk. And I'm like, man, this guy can really – get up there and I, I knew you know he beat Zion's record for vertical jump and just seeing that fly up close it was a little bit different that's a good point and it was interesting I noted that as I was watching the game that first guy off the bench is Sean Stewart that tells you something different's going on here with this team right and uh afterward mm-hmm. uh when we got a chance to talk to John Shire uh he admitted that uh he is gonna because Foster is out uh with a foot injury he's gonna be out uh, he's not going to play. I don't think he's going to play the rest of the regular season. I think ACC tournament looks like might be the soonest he can come back. It was, you know, told me a couple of weeks. So that would be pretty much the rest of the regular season. So um, uh, that's where that's going to go. But uh, I, I thought maybe that would mean Jalen Blakes would step in and play a little more. And uh, and John has decided no. He decided to go the other way and have uh, go with kind of a bigger lineup. Maybe have, you know, Mitchell can play the three. He played the three all last year with Flip and lively in the middle right so right. now he's thinking you know mitchell could play some three he can have stewart out there with flip or with ryan young tj power uh got some more playing time right. Right. in that game six nine he could shoot some threes but he's also a bigger guy um it was really surprising to me and, and i asked john like boy you guys have this thing going you're kind of playing pretty well and like it's a weird time of the year not i mean i didn't say weird it's a hard time of the year to be kind of switching what you're doing right like how do you feel about that? He felt good about it. So I guess I would ask you as a player, that's got to be kind of scary to kind of switch up, go for going for a three guard lineup. Now you're playing more with two guards and three bigs a little bit more. I don't know. It's kind of, kind of interesting. 
Yeah, it is interesting. Um, I just know coaches always say, especially since I was a class of six people coming into Duke, we always had to be prepared because we didn't know whose numbers when we get called. Because, like, you know, it could be me playing well and I have something bad going on. Shav, you're in. You know, you got to be ready. You know, the next rotation, the next man up. So it's something that we always have to be ready for. So coach kind of stressed that. So I'm sure John uh, Shire is doing the same thing where he's stretching, he's stressing the point where we need everybody at any time. Don't think that you're not going to play the game. And all of a sudden you get yourself unprepared, your mind's not into the game. And all of a sudden, oh, Jalen, get in the game. And you're like, me? And then you're not prepared. And all of a sudden the moment comes and you're not ready to answer. Then all of a sudden you set back again because you're not ready to play in, in, in the moment. So I right. think uh, it's 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 a uh, it's a tough situation to be in, but you always have to be prepared because you just, you never know what's going to happen. The game can go any kind of way. Somebody can always get hurt, and your numbers always can, you know going to be called. So that's something that uh, I think that Sean especially has been doing a pretty good job as of late, where he's been answering the call and his minutes been coming from you know little by little, just increasing, increasing. So it's kind of see good to see that happening and his hard work paying off. Yeah. Uh, you know, for Sean, I think I wrote this the other day that he played, you know, more minutes in that game. I think he only played, he played 11 minutes, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it was more than he played like the last 10 games combined or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for him, uh, yeah. uh, or, uh, same thing with TJ power. Like he hadn't, he hadn't played very much either. And that that's what it was. It was TJ power that played all those minutes. Sean, Sean played 11. He had played 11 against Miami the previous game, but a couple of times he's had like two minutes, four minutes, two minutes, you know, seven minutes. Um, it was, it, it, it's the most, like he's getting back in there and getting some things going and he had nine points and nine rebounds. Uh, so, nine. Hey, yeah, how about that? Nine. That'll get done yeah. every game, every game won't it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially those rebounds because we need, you know, somebody to you know, be able to be a consistent rebounder for us. So yeah. for him to actually you know, get nine points and nine rebounds in 11 minutes, you looking at, you know, yourself like, okay, well, I, made a big jump now now but hopefully i can go from 11 minutes to 15 minutes 15 minutes to maybe 20 minutes you know kind of go from there kind of edge up um like that so if uh if i'm shine i'm looking at myself like you know all the hard work i've been doing it's starting to pay off and slowly but surely i'm getting the benefits from it yeah absolutely um and uh, uh, we'll see how that goes going forward to Virginia on Saturday. Uh, I do want to remind everybody we have an, a, a new sponsor on the on the podcast, uh, the the Cut app. Uh, it's a it's a peer to peer social betting platform that's legal in 40, 40 plus states. Cut has customizable odds tracking capabilities, an entire social network with group chats, user profiles, and rewards. All payments, no need for Venmo. Uh, 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 user promo code for a ten percent. Welcome deposit bonus. Uh, that's promo code is believe Duke. That's B L E A V D U K E. Uh, don't forget to use that promo code. Cut. Put your money where your mouth is. So we'll see uh, people be using that new app uh, as we go forward here into uh, it's March. As we take this, it's now finally March. We can talk about. We finally got the we had, we had an March extra 1st. day. We had we had a leap day, so we had an extra day to wait for right. March. Right, Which right, you, right. <laughs> you know, we got to do it because of the sun and the earth and the calendar, but it's bad for college basketball fans because we want March to get here, don't we? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's here we're, now. <laughs> <laughs> we're glad it's finally here. So, uh, yeah, get uh, get your cut app going. Uh, get you on bet online. We got lots of lots of ways to bet on the on the games this year. Um, so yeah, uh, beat Louisville. Um, Duke still game behind UNC in the standings uh, for the regular season mm-hmm. title. Uh, <clears throat> and the next three, 
uh, are going to be tough. Let's face it. Uh, home against Virginia, um, which is always a tough defensive team. And then quick turnaround on Monday and go to uh, down the road to Raleigh to play NC State, which is not looking like an NCAA tournament team right now. But we know that's a tough place to play sometimes. And Duke's had trouble mm-hmm. in that building uh, in the recent past, right? Even last year, they lost, you know, lost bad over there. Um, so not one to overlook. And, of course, after that, it's UNC. So um, we got to see, uh, uh, you know, if this team can find its next groove. Something John Shire said, uh, again, Wednesday night was um, they, they know they're going to get Caleb back at some point. So he's not out for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he says this team needs to find another another groove, another level. And he's hoping the switch will help him do it so that when Caleb does come back, the team will be even better. And it's just, again, a scary thing to talk about on March 1st, but. I guess what what's your what are your thoughts on that on that prospect of that happening? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we've been in position all year where we've been having kind of interchangeable, you know, lineups. You know, whether with Proctor come off the bench or Caleb come off the bench or Roche came off the bench at one point um, during the season. So we always been having interchangeable um, moments throughout the year. I think, I think that we do need to get to the point where we go and get another level. I mean, we shot 50% from three, which is uh, great. Um, and at home, because for some reason at home, we was kind of struggling uh, um, fairly recent. But the fact that I think uh, us having a, another step, I think I'm looking at Proctor and I think he might be the guy that we really need for him to kind of go off for us to get that another step. I mean, he had, eight points and seven assists last game with three rebounds. Um, But if he can do what he was doing at the end of last year, I think that would take our team to another step. And I think kind of rely, everything lies on him for us as a team to kind of make that next step until we have Kayla come back in the mix and hopefully he comes back, you know, back healthy because the way he was playing before he got hurt, I thought he was getting ready to take that next step as well. Yeah. Um, He, he, he played well, you know, again, handled the ball, not turning it over, kept the ball moving in the half court offense. And so again, it was a good sign. Uh, I know it was just Louisville, the worst team in the ACC, but the 23 assists that Duke had Monday night or Wednesday night uh, was a sign of the ball was moving well. And, you know, Proctor returned to the starting lineup with Foster going out because Proctor had not been starting since he got hurt and, and came back. So now it's okay. Now, I know you were talking earlier about how Coach K always said everybody's got to be ready for their time, and here it yeah. is like it changed again, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Proctor had to be ready to step in and and not not pout. He was on the bench coming off an of injury and all that. Uh, he was not starting, and lo and behold, there he goes. He's starting eight eight point seven assists. That's a really good start for him. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And the thing I saw uh, up close was even though the shot wasn't falling, he was taking those shots that was coming to him. And whether it was the the, the proctor shot in transition where he's coming in um, three against four, he pulls up, you know, for a transition three, which we see him do and hit uh, time and time again. It just didn't fall. So we can see him trying to be back his you know, regular self. It just wasn't falling for him. And what the good thing was he wasn't getting frustrated with that. He was still being involved, which – wind up leading to seven assists, which I think it might have been the the most of the player that night. Uh, I have to double check yeah. that, but I think it might 
uh, been the most of the assists that night. I think Flip had six. Flip um, had six. That's right. Fact, yeah. Yeah, and they 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 was they was passing the ball and they was uh, enjoying playing with each other. So it was very good to see that he was taking that next step where I'm gonna get out of my own stuff, even though my stuff is not falling right now. I'm still gonna get other players involved and uh, see what happens, and then we wind up making a push in the second half that wind up taking the game out of. Louisville's hands and they couldn't come back. Right, right. Uh, and Flip, we, we talked to him earlier briefly, but he had nine, nine points, ten, uh, ten rebounds. Really good mm-hmm. sign there, and six assists. And mm-hmm. uh, he continues to be a force in that half court offense, doesn't he? Not just with scoring, but the collapse on him. Right. He turns and finds somebody open, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you said it. I think about three episodes ago that mm-hmm. he was starting to become like, you know, this, uh, this good passer. So I was really kind of, uh, you know, honing in on how he reacts in different situations in the post in the last few games where he get the ball, double team, shoots that ball right across the other side of the court for a wide open three for another guard to shoot the, th- the three. And I'm like, okay, well, that was pretty good. And you even hesitate. It was kind of reaction where boom, another guy is out of my hands. There was no trying to flip the double team, no trying to force anything. So you can see he's constantly thinking about getting other people open when he's getting collapsed on. So I'm hoping that's a good thing. He continues to happen uh, over the course of the next few games before we go into the conference tournament. But I think that's a good thing for us because we've been uh, benefiting from that where either Foster or either um, Roach or Proctor kind of McCain. We haven't talked about McCain yet, but, you know, hitting that shot, you know, on the other side um, of the double team. Yeah, and uh, um, uh, it, it's another way for Duke's offense to get even better, as, as John Shire's talking about, reach that another level, uh, is the ball doesn't get stuck when it goes to flip gets double teams or whatever. You're right, he's not even thinking about it. It's almost like he gets the ball, I know he knows right where it's going, right where it's mm-hmm. going, and then mm-hmm. it gets it there uh, even quicker uh, to, to beat the defense on the, you know, as you reverse the ball and all that stuff, so. Um, really good sign there. What did you think of, uh, uh, I see, I get to ask you this cause you were there in person. I love it. Um, about flips mm-hmm. rebounding. What did you see from him for his work down there? Cause he had 10 rebounds. So that's a good sign. There's been some other games earlier this year. Remember he had one rebound in one game and he wasn't one. getting a lot. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. um, just what, what, as you watched him play, what did you think about, uh, what you saw from him there? It, it seemed like he made more of an effort. Um, this game, they try to be in the mix to rebound the ball. Um, I can't remember the guy. He had a hyphen last name that um, that was guarding him. I can't remember his name from Louisville, uh, but he had a hyphen last name. Yeah, H- Huntley like, Hatfield. Yeah, Brendan H- Huntley Hatfield. Yeah, so he seemed like he was more invested in trying to get rebounds against him. Um, for some reason, I'm not sure if he just thought I can overpower him or they had something personal against each other, or whatever. But it seemed like he was more invested <laughs> in getting rebounds um, against him more than I've seen him another time. So. I mean, it was times where the ball would come off the rim, and I saw he was seeking out a body to actually hit before he goes and get the rebound. And I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that basically all year. So for him to, you know, think, you know, do that, I don't know if it was told to him before the game and he kept that in mind throughout the whole game or if it was something personal battle or he just felt like he was stronger than um, the, the other guy and yeah. he just, you know, being an interior, uh, you know, rebounder. He's got the good edge. He's got the good attitude. That's what you want, uh, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, um, again, Virginia plays very physical basketball. Um, on Saturday, 
on Monday, you know, the big guy, DJ Burns, the big, <laughs> it's about 325 now, big guy. Uh, for yeah, yeah. State. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, of course, Baycott uh, uh, against Carolina. So this is the time that he needs to do that. <laughs> he needs yeah, to, yeah, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I hope he can carry over through those three games because, I mean, uh, Burns has some good feet for his size. Uh, he's a he's a load. We all know that uh, we saw the game last year. You already mentioned it last year, but he's yeah. a, he's a load. Um, but you know what? What better way to prepare for Carolina than to have a, another big, strong guy you're going against? And all of a sudden, that kind of gets you kind of fired up into playing against Baycott, who may not be as big, but I'm sure he's probably as strong as Burns. And the fact that you got to be physical with him all night, like you are with Burns. Right, because, you know, Baycott wants to, and he said it, like the ACC comes to me and he said all these things and, like, you know, he wants to put Flip in his place. That's, and that's fine. That's a good, you can have that attitude. That's fine. Flip's going to have the other attitude, right? He's going right. to want to take it at him. <laughs> so, um, we got plenty of time to talk about that game next week. I don't want to get too far ahead because we can, yeah, that's yeah, going to be yeah. a fun discussion next week. But, but uh, yeah, Virginia comes first. And so, um, so Duke has already clinched. The double buy in the in the ACC tournament, so they won't play till Thursday. Uh, either going to be uh, it could be first, second, third, or fourth seed. Depends upon what happens in the last three games here. But um, mm-hmm. if Duke can win out, uh, there's a chance they could win the they could get the top seed because uh, they tie Carolina. and There's a tiebreaker involved there. Some more games have to be played, but but there's a chance. There's a chance for first place. So that's what you want. Um, but uh, uh, just getting that double bye was important. You don't have to worry about playing the early games on, on Wednesday. I just get that out of the way. So I'm glad that, you know, it's good they got that clinched. Um, and then we'll go forward from there. You know, uh, we didn't talk about this, about the defense the other night against Louisville. Uh, Louisville had trouble. I mean, they shot like 29% in the first half. Um, really had a poor three-point shooting. Now, I think they were three out of 17. Yes, three out of 17. Um, Duke had a lot of pressure on the perimeter. They really uh looked like they were locked in and I know you know Wake Forest uh has better players right Hunter Salas uh but they got remember they shot like 70% in the second half and then right, uh right. I think that was a point of emphasis <laughs> was defense <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely I mean uh, especially the defense from one guy uh yeah. the guy who was just going off and getting open looks for some reason I don't know how that was happening but he was getting consistent open looks uh but yeah I think that was a pretty good uh uh, adjusting to what happened prior, and then they go and lose to I forgot who they lose to, but like this isn't the same Notre team Dame. that just played us. You know, Notre Dame, yeah, yeah. Notre Dame. I'm like this is not the yeah. same team that, that played us. So I'm, I hate when that happens when you get up, you know, whatever. And it happens, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't like the fact that our free throws wasn't as good. Uh, I know it was a blowout game, uh, but you still these things kind of carry over from game to game. And if you kind of not taking it seriously, whether it's a blowout game or not. These things can kind of come back and bite you, at you know, in, in tight games. And for us to shoot fifty six percent from the, the free throw line at yeah. home, that that that's something we can't we can't do. Um, especially say we have trouble scoring against Virginia's defense, and that is already going to be a low scoring game. But if you have trouble scoring against uh, Virginia's defense and you're not hitting free throws, that makes it that much harder against you. And now you gotta figure out other ways to try to overcome not only a forty to forty-four point game, you gotta overcome 
um, you know, we're not making free throws. So especially at home, we we can't have those things happening. Every point is precious <laughs> when you're playing Virginia. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to score Correct. very many, uh, but you have to when you have a chance to score, especially at the free throw line. You know, you gotta yeah. you gotta make that happen. Um, Duke for the season is a seventy two point six percent free throw shooting team. So for the season, pretty good. But as of late, you're right, not so good. And uh, yeah. you certainly don't want that going on going into March. Now you got to get that, you know, get that straightened out. The team has been turning the ball over a little bit more too. Um, 14, 14. Yeah. And Louisville, it was 10 of those in the first half. So that was, uh, I know from talking to the guys in Shire, the first thing he mentioned when they got in the locker room was something to the effect of probably won't say the actual words here, but what's going on with like, you know, throwing the ball away. Like, come on, let's cut this crap out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I cleaned that up. So there you go. But- yeah. You cleaned, <laughs> I'm sure you cleaned up very well. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, that's another thing too along with the free throws we can't have we can't make our own achilles heel like we have to make sure that we're not shooting ourselves in the foot and that's something that uh i see kind of creeping up here and there um especially late in the season i mean shoot like wait for us you know we had those turnovers at, towards the end of the game like we yep. can't do that and that's something that uh, i understand the hostile environment is a little bit different some of the some things kind of happen during the game but you know that was our senior our, our guy who's been through it they had yeah. back-to-back turnovers during a crucial time like that. So yep. that's something we had to um, correct um, pretty fast because, you know, after these three games, you know, it's one and done. It's tournament time, baby. That's what we're yeah. talking about. So, yeah. and, and again, this team's strengths all year have been good three-point shooting, protecting the ball uh, on offense, not turning the ball over. That makes you – Duke's the most efficient offensive team in ACC play this year. They're 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 an elite offense. And uh, even with, you know, this is some free throws. Can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but those are the strengths as you go into the tournaments that you count on to win. Uh, the defense hasn't always been as as strong, as consistent, but at times, and we saw it against Louisville, of course, they're, you're a better, much better team than Louisville. Um, so now we're going to see, uh, they should be able to crack down. Virginia is not a good offensive team. I mean, that's that's the thing. They, they had three games in a row where they failed to score 50. Um, they did score 70 the other night against BC. So that was the last game they played. They're kind of on the upswing there. But so I'm thinking like regression to the mean, they're going to regress back down to about 45 against Duke on, on Saturday night. They can't score 72 <laughs> games in a row. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, unfortunately, uh, I mean, I, I love watching Duke play, but I am not looking forward to that game at all. That's, I just, I don't know how people who are fans of UVA are okay with watching this style of play. I just, that baffles me. It's like going to the dentist, man. It's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not fun. But anyway, yeah. you have to. You have to gut it out. You have to do it. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Duke's got to get that win and then go forward into uh, to Raleigh on Monday. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, yep. Blue Devils are again in good shape, twenty-two and six, um, looking like a three or a four, uh, two, three or four seed in the tournament. Got to get some wins here at the end to kind of pump that up, but. Um, We'll talk about that more on our next episode after this weekend's games, and we'll see. We're gonna know a lot more after these two. Uh, you know what's what's gonna look like going into into the ACC tournament and the NCAA. So, thanks everybody for joining us uh, on this edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. Um, always appreciate our uh, our listeners and our uh, regular uh, subscribers. And thanks to Bet Online, thanks to Cut for their sponsorship. Sheldon, uh, you're on the West Coast now, so uh, you still got a lot of day left, so you can enjoy yourself out there. 
Um, <laughs> I do, but I need to, I need to take a nap before I enjoy myself. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> different time and different time and place, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, uh, thanks a lot for uh, listening to this episode. We will uh, be back next week with uh, a couple more episodes as we talk about uh, the weekend's games and get ready for Carolina games. So uh, that's it for this episode, and uh, see you next time. All right. Let's go, Duke. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.